The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, everyone, to Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and today we're basically just going to cover the basis of how will the Buffalo Bills get back. So we're going to talk about Super Bowl odds. We're going to talk about acquisitions in the future, depth, injuries, how they've uh, played a part. And I ran into a really good article uh, by a gentleman by the name of Jared Dubin, an NFL analyst out of CBS, and um, just really got into what Brandon Bean was talking about and his take off of that. And I'm basically just going to break down uh, just my perspective um, going into this next season. Uh, You know, a lot of things are on the horizon, obviously, (laughs) with the NFL draft. But, you know, who stands out? That's going to be a question we're going to answer in later weeks once we get to that point. But first things first, I just want to get into this topic of how the Bills can get back. All right, so let's just begin here, right? Um, The Super Bowl. (laughs) Probably one of the most lackluster performances on all sides of the football until the game just started to, I guess, go in the Rams' favor. It was just just a very frustrating Super Bowl to watch, right? Um, and, and you look at later, you know, past years, you look at Tom Brady, you look at all these teams that have been able to get out there, you look at Kansas City, and you sit here and you wonder, you know, the Bills just so happen to be consistently in the last couple of years within at least the top five of winning a Super Bowl. And going into next year, Kansas City is plus 650, followed by Buffalo at plus 700, then Los Angeles at plus 1,000, Kansas, or excuse me, Cincinnati Bengals at plus 1,200, and take this, San Francisco is higher than Green Bay and Dallas at plus 1,400. So just looking at, you know, being in the conversation, number one, what it takes, here, here's my thing. The best two quarterbacks in the NFL going into next year are absolutely Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. We can say that with confidence because of how the debacle happened in Green Bay. I think that dropped Aaron Rodgers' stock. <laughs> I feel like he went a tier lower. Um, I don't care what kind of season he has. That probably uh, speaks volumes, I would say, about Devontae Adams and about his coaching staff that basically helped... Uh, revamp his career again. 
So, and he did say in, in his ESPYs award after when he went at the ESPYs when he won his MVP, he owes a lot of credit to Matt LaFleur. And, you know, I think this is going to be a season where pure athleticism, intelligence, all those things you want out of a Super Bowl, Super Bowl uh, caliber quarterback, that's, that's going to be the guy who's going to get up top. Um, I really do think you look at the Rams, right? They're third there, and it just seems as though they're going to run through a lot of roadblocks with, you know, the, 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 the feeling that everyone on that team is probably just satisfied. I mean, what else is McVay going to do? He has no first round picks for the foreseeable future. Um, he's probably just going to mortgage the rest of, you know, whatever draft capital, you know, he gets. And, you know, he's, I just don't believe he's a guy that believes in developing players. You draft Jared Goff high, you don't develop him. You force him into a system where he is a yes man. And then you finally get your guy in Matt Stafford, who he should feel so blessed and thankful for, um, that he just fit the system and it worked. Here's the thing. There is no other quarterback he was going to be able to trade for that was going to be able to win the Rams a Super Bowl. Absolutely nobody. And Matt Stafford has been, I believe, one of the most underrated quarterbacks of our time. So you talk about having guys that are in the conversation. Um, you know, it's so crazy to think that Josh Allen is going to be that guy, you know, for most likely the next decade, right? Now we're sitting here and we're wondering, oh, you look at the team statistics, right? Uh, offensively rushing, they were sixth. Passing, they were 10th. Overall, they were fifth in offense. Defensively, 13th in rushing. <laughs> Believe it or not, 13th. Passing was first. Overall, they were first. And you, you sit here and, and, and you wonder, how does a team with that much upside, that much statistical ranking proof, you know, make it to the divisional round and not seal the deal. I mean, you're wondering what is it, what else is it going to take? You know, um, I've been on the record saying we just need a premier pass rusher. Um, a lot of people are also saying, you know what? No, we just need to bolster up, uh, you know, some other part of the defense, whether if it's the cornerbacks, whether if it's the linebackers, um, more specifically, people are saying the interior defensive line and the interior offensive line. Look, I, I don't care where the pass rusher comes from. If it's interior or, from the edge, we just need a guy that is demanding Aaron Donald attention in order to get over the hump because the only way you're getting to the Super Bowl is if you beat Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, key injuries coming out of, you know, last year, obviously we'll start off here um, looking at Tredavious White, obviously with his horrible injury in, in New Orleans with the ACL. Uh, Brian Cox, uh, defensive end Achilles. Uh, then you got Justin Zimmer, uh, his knee, his ACL, Ike Bucker, um, the man, the myth, the legend at the offensive guard position with his Achilles that ruptured. Um, you know, just, you wonder, just reading off those names that are, you know, their key injuries that happened last year, would it, would those players had been enough to get us over the hump? I am going to be honest and say here, no, I've seen enough. I know you guys have too. Um, and it's really hard to see where that premier guy is going to come from, whether if it's Chandler Jones out of Arizona, what's his asking price going to be? Because we're going to get later into what Brandon Bean had to say in an article. Well, 
he talked about it in the article, but he talked about it in a press conference um, regarding free agency, which is very frustrating and it kind of makes me upset. But um, we'll get to that. Now, here's the thing. In order for the Buffalo Bills to continue to stay relevant, to, con- to, to continue to stay contender, um, I believe is depth. Here, here's a fact, right? We said all those names, but you know, injuries sh- should have prevented any hopes of a Bills playoff run. And let's be honest, I mean, the, and the depth almost helped the Bills get to the Super Bowl. Now, it wasn't good enough, but uh, we sure as hell put up a really good fight at Kansas City. Um, we just, I just believe that the Bills aren't matched up well enough in certain positions, um, position groups to really take on the Kansas City Chiefs and win. They can beat any other team <laughs> consistently, but it, it, ju- it just seems as though uh, this is a team that just has Sean McDermott's and, and company's number, and it's, it's, it's very annoying. Um, he is an understudy of, of Andy Reid, um, and you know this is something where we're, we're all scratching our heads, right? Uh, the second playoff run in a row where <laughs> you're wondering, what else do we need? What else is it going to take, right? So that consistency, again, it comes from you know, the depth, but also it comes from you know, dominating the division. They were 5-1, and one, the Bills, uh, going out of last season, followed by New England at 3-3. Three and three. Followed by Miami at four and two. And you know about the Jets. So here, here's what's going on. If if the Miami Dolphins figure it out at the quarterback position, hypothetically a Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, then the Bills are going to be dealing with some very hot, tightly contested matchups to just win the division. And it almost felt as though the Bills. We're on the verge of just losing it, um, you know, with New England on the rise and Mac Jones. And look, I'll be honest with you. You know, I saw I saw Mac Jones' mechanics, you know, firsthand. I know a lot of you have going to games and whatnot. And I'll say I, I don't think he's terrible. I just don't think that um, you, even if you give him a number one premier wide receiver, he's going to explode off the screen for you. He's just a guy that fits the system. When you go up against a guy toe-to-toe like Patrick Mahomes, you need a guy that has some sense of eliteness. Um, Joe Burrow has that. I believe in his arm talent. I believe in his field vision. Uh, And, you know, you look at what Josh Allen obviously has. It's basically the entire full package. So that's one thing the Bills have to do to stay consistent. You got depth. You got the, you got the, obviously the division. Um, and you know, that we're going to get into one thing here that I think has been a very hot topic as of late. And, you know, I talked about it last week. We're going to talk about it a little bit more is protecting Josh Allen. So it goes into, uh, what Jared Dubin was talking about in NFL analyst off of CBS. And he said, uh, quoting, excuse me, Brandon Bean will have to make some moves, but I wouldn't see us being big spenders. Remember what I just said there or anything like that, but we'll definitely look to fill one spots from the outside as well as retain some of our own guys. First thing I'm going to try to do is try and protect him, Josh Allen. So clearly coming off of last season, the priority for Brandon Bean is to figure out how to get consistent, good protection on Josh Allen. Okay. I agree. I I think that's definitely a really good place to start from when you're talking about the offseason. 
but my, my thing is we, we need to get quarterbacks on the ground again. How long has it been, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, since the Buffalo Bills have been able to sack the living heck out of quarterbacks? It feels like it's been ages. It feels like it's a lost start. It feels like it's a lost commodity. It feels like it's something that the Bills just gave up trying to figure out. Make no mistake, the 9-7 and seven Giants defeated the New England Patriots because they got pressure on Brady in the biggest stage. Your front four is where it should also start from. I get it. You want to, you want to start with you know, the, you know, the starting five offensive linemen and maybe you want to analyze and figure out what to do there? Great. Totally understand. Although I do feel like the Bills kind of figured out the formula later in the season, so I don't really know what Brandon Bean's going for here. I don't really know where the priority really lies. I, I just feel like it's kind of a cop-out in a way to not truly address what's going on with the defensive line. How many more guys do we need to draft, sign, to figure it out? Mario Addison was not an elite pass rusher. He fit the system. Star Latulale was not an elite pass rusher. He fit the system to stop the run. Gregory Rousseau is, I think, going to be the guy who can possibly make the biggest leap for the Buffalo Bills in next year. Here's the thing. He makes that leap, problem solved, we're good. History has shown, though, that we have not been able to produce successful pass rush, as in sacking the quarterback, with anyone within the last couple of years. I'd say the most successful attack we had was with Lorenzo Alexander in the Sean McDermott era. So yes, protect him, but also you need to get him on the ground, the other him, whoever that's going to be next year. We need to make sure that guy, Patrick Mahomes, Mac Jones, maybe Russell Wilson, maybe Deshaun Watson, who ends up in our division, we need to get those guys on the ground. Justin Herbert's on the rise. Joe Burrow's on the rise. You know, Jared Dubin had a really good point here. I mean, he basically aligned with what I was saying. Jared believes that the Buffalo Bills have a solid offensive line, if not one of the best in the NFL. I know a lot of Buffalo Bills fans feel different um, as an overall review from the season, but he does make a valid point saying the Bills, the Bills aren't far off from getting better at the position group, but it's not like, you know, that guy's just kind of sitting out there in free agency or via trade or, you know, it may be in the draft, but nobody knew Spencer Brown. Let's be completely honest here. Till he became a Buffalo Bill. Thank you for Spencer Brown. Um, th- there are key guys on this offensive line. We, we are going to be fine perfectly fine going into next season with. The issue is that you have a very um, serious issue with the age and productivity from the veterans on the defensive line. 
I love what Jerry Hughes has done for the Buffalo Bills ever since the Kelvin Shepard trade. <laughs> do not do not get me wrong, okay? But he would be one of the first to tell you, man, it's been a long time since we've been able to really sack the hell out of the quarterback. And that's something that I think the Buffalo Bills need to prioritize just as much as protecting him. Not get me wrong. I think it's I think it's very important and I think it's very serious. But if we're talking about getting back, get back, get back, you talk about the 90s, man. Get that Beatles song in your head. Like that's where the Bills mindset needs to be. We need to get back. Back in the big show. The Bills are back in the spotlight. It's now or never. It's next season or bust. Who else do you need? What else do you need? Like, every other team, it just seems that just doesn't stand a chance to get to the Super Bowl are making bigger moves than the Buffalo Bills to get there. And I'm wondering, and I'm sitting here, what in the hell are the Bills actually going to do? Melvin Ingram... Let's be real, kind of gave a slight edge to the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. And that's something that the Bills have to really take into account. If I'm Brandon Bean and I'm looking at that, I cannot let a guy slip through the cracks from my organization to give another team a one-up on me. Just gets released from Pittsburgh and goes straight to Kansas City. But yet we stay with Mario Addison in a defense that was struggling at times, right? It, 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 it's not that they're not good. Because they are very good. Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison very well can go to another team and do fantastic. But if we're talking about what we need to do to get to the next level, to get back, to, to, to make these Super Bowl odds make sense... Man, we got to sack that quarterback again. So now we bring up a name that <laughs> a lot of people maybe don't believe would play a solid part in what the Buffalo Bills do because of his age and whatever have you. Listen, Von Miller at 32.8, yes, 32.8 years old. <laughs> I think he's still got game. Why let a guy like that go to Kansas City? Why let a guy like that go to New England? Why let a guy like that end up, you know, re-signing with the Rams or, or, or going to another contender like, like, you know, the Chargers? Like, just sign him. See what happens. If it doesn't work out, we got depth. Every, everything else is fine. Every, every position is fine right now. Gabriel Davis is a wide receiver number two. Stephon Diggs is fantastic. We don't have to move on from Cole Beasley. Now let's talk about one more guy here that I know for some people kind of, maybe he rubs you the wrong way. Maybe you feel like he's another drama queen. I, I personally believe, I believe the opposite. I believe that Jarvis Landry would do wonders for the Buffalo Bills. Who's with me? Listen. Jarvis Landry is the reason Baker Mayfield 
was even televised. Those numbers that he was able to put up was literally because over and over and over and over again, Jarvis Landry would consistently bail out Baker Mayfield. And it was not OBJ. We cannot, if, if Jarvis Landry gets released, I am sorry, Cole Beasley, but now you are expendable. I am sorry, Isaiah McKenzie, but yes, now you are expendable. Because if you're going to tell me the Buffalo Bills at the starting lineup, you got Stephon Diggs, Jarvis Landry, Dawson Knox, and Gabriel Davis. What else do you need? to just build around and put pieces around. That's just kind of where I stand, guys. There are pieces out there and there are things to tip the odds. And that's what I wanted to bring up in this episode. We're funneling it. We're getting closer um, to the draft here. And you know, I, I wanted to give you something a little more relevant as a topic, give you something a little bit more that I guess maybe some people are afraid to talk about. Maybe some people are afraid to admit Bring Jarvis Landry to Buffalo. Win a Super Bowl. 1,000%. And if Brandon Bean can make some magic happen to where (laughs) we still keep Cole Beasley (laughs) and Isaiah McKenzie, okay, fine. Like, fine. Okay, great. But (laughs) fact is, there there are opportunities out there. And, um, you know, we need to start looking at those. So whenever you guys got free time, take some free time to, to, you know, Look at who we got. Respond to Stefan Diggs about <laughs> you know who we want to sign, who we should trade for. I don't know. Listen, I'm kind of wild whenever he put his tweet up about, you know, he's he's looking to recruit. <laughs> Listen, I was one of the first ones to say, well, I think I was the only one to say Trevon Diggs. I'm a dreamer. I'm sorry. Hell, the only way that happens is if we mortgage the entire uh draft capital we have. So no, we don't got Sean McVay there to do that, but um Anyways, guys, thank you so much again for joining me on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. And to all the first responders and military out there, I salute you. Stay strong out there. I know it's kind of crazy going on with uh, what's happening overseas, you know, obviously with um, Ukraine and Russia. But um, listen, just keep the faith, stay strong, support each other, and uh, let's go Bills. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.